He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things have passed away. Welcome to a special edition of the ChristCast 2020 podcast. My name is Jason Dyes. Her name is... Kiki Culpepper. Well, Kiki, a little bit different intro. We've, we've managed to do a show for four years that has at times made the mm-hmm. Bible fun and enjoyable, and yet it, this doesn't feel fun or enjoyable to me. We're talking about yeah. something that was very near to us here in New Braunfels. Adolf T.J. Mendez died from the coronavirus, which, of course, we've been dealing with on yeah. the show, having to do the show with our social, 13 miles of social distance. Distance. And um, it was it was a national story because he was so very young, a, a healthy gentleman, 44 years old, and for it to happen right here, somebody that went to the same church I went to, taught kindergarten, Bible study at Oakwood Church, it 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 really got my attention. And when I dived into the story, I realized quite by accident that through the story and through our our friendship with Miss Sharon Riddle, that I knew his wife. Angela Paloma, and through those different connections, managed to get in contact with Angela and asked her with a great deal of hesitation if she would consider coming on the show and talking about this, which obviously, Kiki, can't be an easy thing to do. No, it's definitely not, especially when it's such a heavy-handed topic currently. Yeah, and to have children and, and family, the Bible makes it very clear that Beyond, with, with the exception of our relationship with God, our relationship with our spouse. Our spouse is our gift from God. And yes, I've complained about being bored during the lockdown. You know the only thing I'm afraid of in the whole world is boredom. And I've, mm. you know, I know people are lamenting the loss of fun and eating out, and some people have lost money in their business. It really seems very minor compared to someone losing their husband and the father of their children. And I got to tell you, Kiki, in talking with Angela before the show, it's just such a great testament to someone's faith, because what we're going to hear about in the interview today with Angela is an absolute lack of bitterness towards God. And as you know, a lot of times when something bad happens to a person, the first thing they do is turn against God. And renounce their faith. We see that happen all the time. Pin it on him. They normally pin it on him and just fully blame him for it and don't think of the counter argument that there might be a greater meaning behind it from God. All right. And our guest today, Angela Paloma, who's joining us from her home here in New Braunfels, Texas, is joining us on the air now. Hey, Angela, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, guys. Thank you. First of all, just oh, to, uh, for having me. Thank you. Oh, we're very happy that you, you could make time to do that. I know you've got a house full of young people, and uh, I, w- I told yes. you in the, in the pre-call, I couldn't believe you even had time to do this. But let me start with this. You know, it's the week after Easter. Easter has just passed. Yes. And holidays and mm-hmm. things like that, it had to be very different than the Easter you were planning on just a month ago. First of all, tell us how you and your family are doing. We're doing good. Uh, first thing I want to mention is that I'm truly grateful to God. Uh, I'm really, really thankful for God, uh, for him to give his only one son to save us. And, and that's one thing that I wanted to mention before anything. It was definitely different for us, Easter. We're doing good. Um, it was certainly strange, you know, um, 
just to see that the community could not just gather together the way we used to before, our friends and family. Uh, definitely, I know that everybody is anxious uh, and then stressed. We had a great, beautiful day. I think we, we enjoy the beauty of the, the sunlight and just going outside, even if it's just in your back porch. It was fun for us. Um, of course, I was missing my husband because he always barbecue for us. Normally, you know, he cook on the Sundays and, or Saturdays and, and, and do a big party on, on their backyard. And so we didn't, we didn't have the time to do that because, first of all, I, I don't barbecue. I don't do that. <laughs> but, uh, of course, we were missing him. And it was completely different. I think it was different for everybody, not just for me, besides, besides that we were missing him. I know that's really hard because this past Saturday, before Easter, me and my dad were barbecuing. Now that you say that, I was like, I, yes. should, I should cherish those moments as much as I can. Like, even if yes. it's now or even later in life, those moments are so small, but they're so significant later on. They are. Yes, they are. Definitely they are. If you don't mind me asking, if you could tell us how you reacted, your family reacted when you found out that your husband had the COVID-19 and what was y'all's <sighs> reaction uh, well, how about that? It's not just like we, okay, this is what happened. So from the beginning of uh, the month of March, I guess the second week of March, I noticed he had some flu-like symptoms. And so he went to the doctor on March 12th. Um, he was not tested for the flu, for the flu, uh, for, or for this coronavirus. He was, uh, sorry, he was tested for the flu, but not for the coronavirus because he didn't meet the criteria at that time. So um, he came home from the doctor's office with some allergy medicine, prescriptions, toys, and all those kind of um, um, just medicine, cough medicine, because he was already coughing. At that time, um, it might sound weird or strange, but my heart felt right away that something was going on. When he said that he was tested negative for the flu virus, I thought it must be COVID-19. And, but I, I was thinking, okay, I have to push th through that um, because probably I'm just paranoid. I'm, I'm panicking from watching all the news regarding the coronavirus. And so I'm like, I'm just gonna ignore that. It's gonna be fine, he has the medicine. So my husband just went on his daily routines, helping and wanting just to feel better you know, continuing going, with, going in and out of the house, going to work, running errands. So on March the 18th, he came back from Houston. Um, he was there for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He came back on, on that Wednesday evening and went to, to the doctor on the 18th on Thursday. He was already feeling really bad. The medicine didn't, didn't do anything. It didn't help him. And on the contrary, he was just feeling worse. So he, um, he was finally sent to the hospital to do a COVID-19 test and, uh, and came back with the results of a pneumonia. The hospital just sent him back home with self-quarantine and received, uh, again, more medicine, prescription to treat the pneumonia uh, as well for the cough. And uh, after all that, we all kind of being self-quarantined uh, because we didn't know at that point he was tested for the COVID-19, but the test 
what's going to take longer to, to get the results. So we needed just to be self-quarantined. He was isolated in his room for five days. He got progressively worse on March the 23rd. Um, around 3 in the morning, I called 911 for, for an ambulance. And, and at that moment, it was pretty much just like a goodbye because I knew that, uh, I knew in my heart something was going on and I knew it was not something we experienced before. It was something new for us. And so he was taken to the Christus and the Rosa. For the larger part, he was uh, there. Um, he was stable, but he was already unconscious. He was transferred to the hospital in Austin on that Monday night where they could better treat him. Um, he was there on three more days to all of these machines to have him breathing. And uh, the virus had already invaded his lungs so bad that it started causing other organs to fail. Eventually, all of them led to a massive brain bleeding and there was nothing more the doctors could do. And uh, that was the day they had passed away that afternoon. I did not know this when I first spoke to you about this. Because of the self-quarantine, you weren't able to get close yes. to him. You, you weren't allowed to touch yes. him. The, the goodbyes had to occur over the telephone. It had to be very difficult when he was self-quarantining at home because your children knew he was right on yes. the other side of that door but couldn't go in there. Yes. But something else I didn't right. know was that you had to be tested and your son had to be te- your children had to be tested. And you ultimately yes. and one of your children tested positive for COVID-19, yes. didn't you? Yes, myself and my son, Diego, the oldest, got positive. Uh, there was also this. And uh, the two younger ones, Andy and Eduardo, didn't, uh, they're negative. Uh, they're so negative. And so we're doing good. We have we have no symptoms. We're feeling good. We've been strong from the beginning. I mean, I was pretty much his nurse going in and out of the room, giving him hot teas, feeding him his food. Some of the days I actually give him his medicine because he was already weak. He could not even pick up his own medicine. So, but we're fine. Well, very glad to hear that. I, I told you I couldn't imagine now worrying about yourself being positive, the possibility of leaving all of your children without their mother and their father. But I wanted to move on to the next thing that has really been just, it's been amazing to me to be perfectly honest. Um, back in 2015, a very, very dear friend of our family, uh, more than a friend, like a, another family member, uh, lost her daughter at the uh, age of two years to a chronic oh. disease and immediately just renounced yeah. her faith in God. It was just, there was no oh, wow. talking her out of it. In talking to you, I've been struck by the fact there is no bitterness in you. There's no anger in you. You seem at complete peace with all of this, that you've put all of your faith in God. Tell us about that. Uh, Yes, I definitely put all my faith in God. And from the beginning, I've been praying pretty much daily and every time every second. I do feel at peace about it, and I know that there is no point in being bitter or angry about things that are out of my control to begin with. 
during all of this craziness, praying has been my weapon, definitely. I pray every day, I, every moment, and any time I feel worried, every time I'm, I was tired, I was sad, I was anxious, I was so stressed, because he was right next to us, just with one door closed. And I think when I, um, when I feel that stress and that heavy, um, sorry, that heavy pain of <laughs> knowing that he was suffering, I, I just turned my eyes on Jesus and I was on my knees just praying and, and, and praying and praying. And I thought, okay, God has a purpose. God has a plan. He's my defender. He's my redeemer. I just need to put my trust in him. You know, and uh, just like in the Bible, I mean, the Bible, the Bible tells many beautiful stories. One of them, and that I love and I want to share, is with um, with you guys about David, the King David. I love King David stories because in that in that story, uh, he he's talking about he is he's God and he earnestly always seeking God. That's the way I felt. He's my God, and I want to seek Him. And and through prayer, I was trying to call my stress and my, my anxiousness. Awesome. But you have such a strong faith in God, even though all this chaos is going on around you. What is some advice you have for people who have either lost people to COVID-19 or being angry at God or even losing their faith? What advice would you have for them? My advice to anyone listening is, to trust in God. Trust in God no matter what. No matter what you're going through, just trust in God because He is the only one who created you, who loves you, who cares about you. God has a plan far, far greater than our own, and we need to trust in Him. The Bible tells us how He is the Holy One, that everything is in His control. And, and you know, in my head, there is this little song that I always was singing through all that week that the one that he says he takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. Well, I was thinking that all that time. <laughs> Even with tears in my eyes, I was singing victory and I was singing just he turns everything evil into good. So I think during these tough times, we all need to believe in that. We all need to believe that God is in control and that he has a plan. Angela, thank you, thank you, thank you so much on behalf of Kiki and myself. I, like I said, I cannot imagine having to discuss this. You know, my final thought on all of this, I just, I've just been blown away by the absolute resiliency that you've displayed through all of this and the, just the faith that you've put into God. It is not an easy thing to do when these things happen. It is so easy to question and try to rebuke God these bad things and these heartbreaking things that happen and it's just been a real a real object lesson in the value of faith and it's worth noting that we should all pray for people that don't have it because i don't know how people get through these things without it yes yes you need god listen thank you so very very much and we really really do wish the very very best for you and we will be praying for you and we when we say that when kiki and i say that yeah. angela we don't thank mean you. emoticons <laughs> okay we actually say prayers for people. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Angela. Yes, sir. My All pleasure. Right. Take care. Take care. Thank you very mm -hmm. kindly. Wow.
As we, for our exit, Kiki, you know, we used a different intro today. We got a different extra, and I'm so glad that Angela yeah. likes King David because we've got Sharon Riddle is actually reading a psalm that was written by David when he was surrounded, when his house was surrounded, and he was afraid he was going to die, and he says, I'm putting all my faith in God. It's such a perfect, I saw that this morning, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that is a perfect verse for what we're talking you gotta about. you got to use that now. Okay. Yes, I have to use that now. So she was kind enough to send me a recording, and I punched it into the studio feed and got it ready to roll. Final thoughts for me, you and I have talked about this numerous times on the show. If, if you want to know why I don't believe I came from a monkey, I don't believe in evolution, I don't believe in the terminal knuck, knuckle-headedness of Darwinism, it's because there's no way we could have evolved this way and have so much love and resiliency for something we can't see, God, we can't see him. And yet to lean on that in the very real tangible heartaches that we experience in life. And I know you're a, a, a person of great faith and you, you must have just been amazed listening to her. Did you, did you see what I mean about there just is no bitterness or anger in Angela? I saw exactly what you were saying because just listening to her story is just amazing whether you believe or not it's just amazing how she's held on to her faith so easily and so heavily because whether you do believe in god or not you have to give her amazing credit for how she's acted through all this i just grace and just amazing like i said i've run out of adjectives to describe it and as you know i usually have words at the ready for this kind of thing and it's just been weighing on my mind so much since we started talking about doing this so once again we want to thank angela for coming on and sharing this amazing testimony of faith if you are listening to our show for the first time this is not our normal format right kiki we're not usually this definitely um, not Yes, this is not our usual show. We usually have a show that there's not another show that sounds like ours. There's not another show that does what we do. But if you are listening to this show, we encourage you, just Google ChristCast 2020 podcast, and you can see all the books of the Bible that we've went through. You know, speaking of Mrs. Riddle, she helped us out in the book of Ruth. And that's who, that's who Angela has reminded me of all week is Ruth. You know, Naomi kind of started to lose her faith, but you see Ruth come through as a true hero in the Bible. And I've just been so impressed with Angela. Like I said, I've run out of adjectives to describe it. And we have five shows left. We'll be back with Second Peter on Thursday for our regular format. But Kiki, I know you agree with me that it was very, very brave and very, very gracious of Angela to come on and share her thoughts with us. Definitely. Yeah. And the last bit of advice I'll give everybody is put down your phones, put down the video game controller. This is the advice I'm giving to myself. Go hug your spouse. Go hug your kids. Kiki, go hug your, your mom and your dad and your sister and your dogs and everything. Because one of the things that's going to come out of all of this is we are all going to, I hope, at least for a period of time, we will cherish those everyday moments in the daily routine that, candidly, a lot of us used to complain about and grumble about. I know I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening to a special edition of the ChristCast 2020 podcast. My name is Jason Dias. Her name is? Kiki Culpepper. And to God be the glory. glory.
but as for me, I shall sing of your strength. Yes, I shall joyfully sing of your loving kindness in the morning, for you've been my stronghold and a refuge in a day of distress. Oh, my strength, I will sing praises to you, for God is my stronghold, the God who shows me loving kindness. Still. God's a 